It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, Wizards fans? This is your host, the real Ed Oliver. We got two games to recap. One game was a close game against the Knicks where we lost, and then another game was where the Wizards came through in the clutch and got a W against the Lakers and spoiled LeBron James's becoming second-time all-time scoring, passing Carl Malone, Porzingis with a nasty dunk on LeBron. Uh, it was a tale of two games. They redeemed themselves from that Knicks game, and the Wizards have won five straight home games against the Lakers They've ruined Russell Westbrook's homecoming as well. They did do a tribute on the Jumbotron for Russ. Um, Denny stepped up big time. Porzingis dominated. That's what we want to see from the unicorn. Seven guys and double figures. Gutted out, down by 16. And Sato, Tomas Sadoransky, stepped up in a huge way to pull out the victory against the Lakers. We're going to talk about two games, how they could have won that Lakers game. I mean, the Knicks game, and then they ended up pulling it out against the Lakers and uh, Porzingis dominating, playing like the unicorn, playing like he should be. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so we're going to start off with the good, bad, and ugly. Let's recap this next game that next game that happened on Friday night. Um, so basically, I'm, I'm gonna do I'm gonna go over the next game pretty quickly. Um, we're not gonna spend too much time on that one. I do want to go more in depth. Uh, with the Lakers game, but the Knicks game, you can just look at the numbers. Um, they had 60, the Knicks had 60 rebounds to our 38. We just got dominated. We got bullied. We got pushed around. I mean, Mitchell Robinson had 10 offensive rebounds. That's inexcusable to let one guy have 10 offensive rebounds. I mean, you got to have some pride there, guys. I mean, the Wizards, you got to have some more pride on the boards. Um, it's ridiculous to allow that to happen. And Mitchell Robinson had 10 offensive rebounds and 12 rebounds overall. 
I mean, that's just about one, two. It's just about grit and grind, being hungry. Um, it's inexcusable. The Knicks only shot 34% from the field, and they still won the game as well. Um, so that, that just shows how the Wizards played as well, just as, as effort-wise. Um, and the Knicks shot 30% from the three-point line. So it's not like the Knicks – the Knicks just – they just out-hustled us. It's just about who wanted to win that game more, and the Knicks wanted that more. Julius Randle had 18 points and 17 rebounds in that game. Yeah, he had eighteen. He had yeah, eighteen points and seventeen boards. They had they had two guys with double digit rebounds. I mean, that's ridiculous. When you have Porzingis on that on your team and Daniel Gafford, you should definitely be collecting more rebounds. And uh, once again, it's just about one two and Will. I wanted it more. The Knicks just wanted it more that game. Um, they had thirty six points in the paint, which is not much, but honestly, um, that game and it, it was a very winnable game to be honest. Um, Kyle Kuzma had the he was you know of course we we got clutch Kuz down the stretch. Uh, he had, well, I want to say two or two or three threes down the clutch and, and the clutch Kyle Kuzma did. But at one point we were down by one with, I want to say 18, I want to say 20, it was more than 24 seconds left. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't remember the exact uh, amount that was left on the clock, but Kyle Kuzma had the hot hand. I know it was a heat check and I know he's hit threes before when we're only down by one and knowing Cleveland and the Pistons game in Detroit. Uh, he's, hit, he's hit multiple clutch shots, so it's, it's like you give him the benefit of the doubt. You give him the green light, but, you know, just um, basketball IQ there, I just thought, hey, take it to the basket, man. You got the hot hand. You can force a foul on Julius Randle. You know, impose your will there and get to the basket. You need two instead of three, you know, or even get to the free throw line. I don't. I didn't think he needed to, you know, force a three right there. I know he had the hot hand and it was a pull-up three, so it wasn't the greatest of shots either. Once again, it was a heat check. But, you know, of course, if you were in for the lottery odds, you're like, oh, yeah, Kuz, go ahead and shoot that three. But honestly, for, you know, winning that game, which was a winnable game, he definitely should have taken taken the ball. I mean, taken it to the basket there. Um, an individual standpoint on performances, like I said, that game, we were down by double digits in the fourth quarter, but Kuz just went crazy um, down the stretch. Um, Kyle Kuzman had 18 points, four for nine from the three-point line. Didn't didn't have a crazy game. Most of, most of his points came in that fourth quarter. He was six for 17 from the field. Corey Kisper, once again, I thought he's shooting the ball better. Two for five from the three. Porzingis wasn't as aggressive as I thought he could be, um, which is kind of how he's been. He was that way in the first half in the Lakers game, too. He wasn't very aggressive. He's playing very finesse basketball um, and kind of fading away from the basket. We want to see him go to the basket a little bit more um, and kind of, you know, dominate more defensively, protecting the rim. But he had a double-double in that game, 18 and 11, playing 29 minutes. Howell Neto. Um, gave some energy. Caldwell Pope was was uh, gave not, he had nine points. Rui had eleven points, four for seven, two for two from the three point line. Denny had an off night, one for five. And that's the thing: growing pains with Denny. One night he'll have a good game. The Lakers game he played so much better. Still had some um, low lights, missed layups, and you know airballing threes, missing threes off the backboard. But I'll talk about it later in the Lakers game how he really he was super super clutch. We don't win that game without Denny hitting that clutch three in the Lakers game. Daniel Gafford, five points once again. Uh, had two quick fouls, but he just didn't play much, five points. He kind of – he was giving up some offensive boards as well. Ish didn't play well either, two for ten from the field, and Saddle didn't have a great game. So it was a tale of two nights. Saddle had three points and five fouls. I mean, he had more fouls than points. So that just kind of shows you um, – we're going to look at some of the numbers from the Lakers game and the Knicks game. Just the tale of two games there, how Saddle just didn't play well, Ish didn't play well. But Ish and Saddle were key, key players, key X-factors for that Lakers win. We don't win this Lakers game that I'm going to talk about shortly 
without um, Tom, Tomas Sadoransky. So, and then once again, Anthony Gill did not play, and Thomas Bryant did not play as well. I don't think Thomas Bryant did not play in the Lakers game either. But uh, once again, that game it was just about one two and, and the will to who wanted it more, and the Knicks. The Knicks just wanted him more. Evan Fournier, he he hit five threes. That's that's inexcusable. You can't allow him to do that. Um, so once again, they they just they just wanted it more there. Mayo quickly was an X factor for that game too. Fifteen points. Um, he was unstoppable from the main range. He got to the basket and got to the free throw line a lot as well. Um, but before we do get to this Lakers recap, which was more of a fun game, I love that we won this Lakers game. And I don't mind. See, I can get on the tangent here, but the thing about wanting lottery odds and winning games. I don't mind if the young guys develop and win, especially when you see Lakers teams, their fans coming to DC. This is the game where I want to have some pride. And I don't mind winning this game at all. But before we do get into the Lakers recap, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't tried the Puff Built Bars, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Bill.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal. High fiber, low carb. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Check out mint, brownie, coconut, coconut, almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. That's one of my favorite flavors there. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you at Built Bar. They are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis for your from your from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, so let's get into this Lakers game. Once again, another guy who really showed up, in my opinion, who had a tail of two games was Daniel Gafford. Uh, Daniel Gafford had five points, but you look at the numbers from this game, he had about, yeah, he had 17 points. Um, once again, the defense wasn't great, 127 to 119, but the Wizards had seven guys in double figures. Um, also, they had 30 assists as well. 
um, and they only had eight turnovers. So it shows ball control. Now the Lakers, they are undermanned. They don't have Anthony Davis. They haven't had him for the rest of the season. They did have a small ball lineup where LeBron James was playing center. And they had that same lineup last week where LeBron had 50 points. So LeBron still went crazy doing the little crazy thing, uh, putting his fingers between his ears and going hyping up the crowd. But the thing is, it was tail. It was a tail of two games for the Wizards, and it was a tail of two halves. The Wizards were down by 16 at one point in the second half, and Porzingis just turned up. He dominated. He realized that he was seven foot three. He imposed his will. Every time Porzingis got the ball in the high post, either Austin Reeves was on him or Russell was Westbrook was on him. There was one time where Porzingis caught the ball and just held it high on top of his head, and then he ball faked over Russell Westbrook's head or over Austin Reeves' head, and he just shot a jumper. I love the dunk that he had on LeBron James. That's how you posterize somebody. That's why we traded for Porzingis. That's why we call him the unicorn, because he's capable of doing things like that. He's capable of scoring from the high post. He's capable of, at times, being a number one scoring option. He played like an all-star last night. He played like an all-star last night. And that's what I want to see for Porzingis. 27 points, 9 for 17 from the field, 5 assists. Uh, three boards. I do want to see him rebound the ball more, but he was dominant in that fourth quarter. The first half, he was a little finesse and was fading away. wasn't really going to the basket. wasn't looking for contact. Now, that challenge call where Frank Vogel challenged and they called a hook, I thought that was a ri- ridiculous call. I really do. I love when Porzingis is being physical. And if, if he's going to be called for an offensive foul, I'd rather see it that way. I want to see him being physical. I want to see him going downhill, trying to impose his will on somebody. So that, that's what I love from seeing uh, from him. But honestly, once again, the Wizards don't win this game without um, good play from Ish Smith and, and Tomas Sadoransky. Tomas Sadoransky was six for six from the field, had 16 points and six assists. Um, he had a big steal on on LeBron coming down the lane that started a fast break where Ish throws a behind-the-back pass to Daniel Gafford, and Daniel Gafford finishes a dunk. Daniel Gafford was just rim-running the whole game. This is why Tommy Shepard gave him that extension because we want to see a Gaff do that. When he's rim-running, protecting the rim, finishing around the rim, getting boards. That's the Daniel Gaffer that we want to see. 17 points and six boards for him, seven for nine from the field as well in 22 minutes. Limited minutes, but he he played really well in those minutes. Uh, Rui, 10 points tonight, uh, had a nice post up, didn't hit the three. Uh, I thought he ran the floor pretty well as well. Corey Kisper, once again, giving some solid minutes, 13 points, three for eight from the three-point line, and uh, five, from, five for 11 from the field. I thought Corey Kisper has been very, very impressive um so far since the trade deadline to be honest with you i think he's starting to find his uh stroke from the three he's starting to um get more lift on his shot some more arc on his shot he's getting he's really getting used to the nba three-point line and he's always been a really good basket cutter or moving without the basketball um that's what i love to see from Corey kispert um but yeah once again a, a game takeaway from that is they just didn't turn the ball over the lakers are not a good defensive team we know that they haven't been a good defensive team this whole year and um, they just took they took advantage of that small ball lineup. I thought Porzingis really dominated, and Daniel Gaffer was able to dominate that small ball lineup for the Los Angeles Lakers. So you could see the adjustments that they made, and they were playing zone for majority of the time. Now the Lakers they did start to shoot the Wizards out of the zone, but the Wizards I thought they moved their feet well and they got their hands in the passing lane. They did get some timely steals that created fast break opportunities and running the floor, and they moved the ball really well. There was no selfish play, especially with Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma not a self, so I'm not implying that, you know, there's any selfish play with Kyle Kuzma, but other guys had to really step up. Kisper had to step up. Porzingis had to step up. Denny had to step up. Let me get to Denny real quick. So Denny had a roller coaster night, um, but he finished strong. 
He finished strong. The roller coaster was starting to go off the rails a little bit, but he got back on the track and hit that big three. Now, he missed an easy layup. Now, the first quarter, I really love the first quarter from Danny. I just want to talk about some individual performances here. That first quarter, um, I thought he, he had a nice um, take against LeBron James. He did a solid job against guarding against LeBron as well uh, down the stretch when they needed to get some stops. Um, he took it to the basket a couple of times. He was our leading scorer, uh, tied with Tomas, 12 points in that first half. And uh, hit once again, hit three threes, hit some big threes. That three down the stretch where he missed the layup. And like I keep talking about with confidence, don't hang your head down. Keep your head up, Denny. Keep playing hard. And that's what we want to see from him. You know, he, he could have hung his head there and, you know, had no confidence and airballed the three or clanked it off the backboard. He didn't shoot the ball well, four for 14. But that was a big three down the stretch that we really, really needed down the stretch. So that, so that was a huge shot for him. Once again, Tomas, six for six from the field and 16 points. Huge, huge play for him. Huge play from him. Um, Neto was kind of the odd man out down the stretch with Ish and Saddle. It's a point guard by committee right now. And then Wes Unsell Jr., I do have to give some credit to him for some adjustments that they made. You know, he did. He went to the zone then he got out of the zone. Um, and then he played um, Daniel Gafford and, and Denny. I thought they provided some good defensive minutes together. Um, and when Daniel Gafford was in, he played really well. And then to finish the game, he put Porzingis in. So I thought the substitutions were okay. Rui, once again, still didn't get 30 minutes, which I want to see him get some more minutes. Um, and KCP, man, I got to give him some credit, too. He had a double-double. He had a big night. He played some really good ball, 18 points and 10, 10 rebounds. That was huge from him. Three threes, three for five on the three-point line. Thought he had some time. He still sometimes he still over dribbles the ball, and you know we'll just get a little out of control with it. But he he made some big plays down the stretch that we really needed from him. So eighteen points and ten boards from him. Seven guys in double figures once again, like I said before. Um, and then this was a shorter rotation as well. If you guys didn't notice, so there was nine guys. Nine guys play. Anthony Gill did not play. Um, Isaiah Todd did not play. He was on the bench though. Jordan Shackle did not play. And Kyle Kuzma was out with right knee tendonitis. Thomas Bryant once again a DNP. Uh, coach's decision so um, and there, there's a quote that I do want to talk about um, from Russell Westbrook um, talking about Denny Abdi I, I want to I want to pull this up real quick um, I saw this on Twitter earlier because you know Russ you know Russ really he he was instrumental in you know hyping up the young guys Rui he would always tell him hey Rui go shoot hey Denny go shoot we want you to shoot more so this is from um, Neil DeLal, who was on the show a couple months ago. He said, this is from what Russell Westbrook said, told Denny after the game. This is actually during the interview that he did on NBC Sports Washington. Denny did a post-game interview. Russell Westbrook said, I'm going to kill you if you don't play like that every game. I know what you're capable of. And that's what we want to see from Denny. We want to see him be aggressive. You know, we don't want to see him hanging his head. We want to see him playing with confidence. Now, he does need to finish stronger. Um, he needs to get some more lifts. So the offseason needs to get in the weight room, do some squats, um, deadlifts, um, you know, calf raises, whatever. We want to see him finish and dunk the ball. He is six foot nine, so he does need to be finishing better around the rim. Um, but yeah, the first half it looked a little rough. Um, Russ got cooking, LeBron got cooking, and um, it, it looked like another Wizards game, but they made adjustments at the half. So I got to give some credit to. Uh, Wes Unso Jr. for that one. So this was a good win. This was a good confidence win. Like I said, if, if the young guys are developing and playing well, I don't mind seeing the Wizards win. Um, of course, I know lottery odds definitely could help this franchise moving forward. Just getting the best player available. You watch the March Madness. You look at Paola Vaccaro. You see what he's doing. A.J. Griffin, guys like that. Uh, Benedict Mathurin, Johnny Davis. Just to name a few guys. 
Um, they could definitely help this roster out. But um, Chet Holmgren, guys like that, Jabari Smith, those guys are probably pipe dreams. But when you see the young guys developing, Rui, Corey, and Denny, um, when you see them playing well and developing, then it's like, yeah, hey, I don't mind seeing this team win. Even though the playing chances are far, definitely out of getting, starting to get out of hand or out of uh, the Wizards' way, um, winning and developing, and especially when late, a lot of Lakers fans are there, you know, you want to just have some pride and see the Wizards uh, get the dub here. So, um, you know, lately we've been doing a segment where which of the three guys impressed, which of the three young guys impressed the most, of course, we're going to do player of the game X factor, but which of the three guys or which of the young guys, I guess we can say Daniel Gafford included, which of the young guys impressed the most between Daniel Gafford, Corey Kispert and Rui and uh, Denny in the Lakers game. And this one was, a, it was a tough one for me because Daniel Gafford played his butt off seven for nine, 17.6 boards. Uh, but I'm going to go with Denny tonight. I'm going to give him his props. I really am because uh, he had that big three in that first quarter was really good for him. But that third quarter was rough. It was. He definitely struggled finishing around the rim and, and missing some jumpers, but I, I got to give it to him for the clutch. I really do. Um, but let's get to the uh, player of the game and X Factor. We'll do a quick preview for the Rockets game. Uh, but before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports, sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so let's get into X Factor and player of the game here, and then a quick um, recap here on the um, Lakers game. Or, uh, yeah, not uh, the quick player of the game. And then we're going to do, I meant to say, a preview for the uh, Rockets game on Monday night. Um, so, play of the game for me was was Porzingis, man. When he, when he plays like that, that's what I expect from him. That's what I expect from him. That's what I want to see from him. I know a lot of fans are saying they want to see him get more aggressive in the post and body people. That's just not his game. He has more of a fadeaway game or a shoot-over-you type of game, more of a finesse game. That's just the kind of game that Porzingis has. So, I'm not expecting him to be like Shaquille O'Neal and back people down or, you know, push guys out the way. That's just not how he plays. But he is capable of doing that, so we do want to see that more. But when he does get that mismatch, when there's a switch in the pose or he gets the ball in a high pose, you know, 
do a pump fake and go or sweep through and go or, you know, face him up and shoot that jumper. There's just so, so many things that um, Porzingis can do. There's so many things that he's capable. That's why they call him the unicorn. He's just he's just capable of doing. He can shoot the three. He can put the ball on the floor. He can pick and roll. He can pick and pop. You know, he can dunk on you and all that. So that's what I love uh, seeing from um, Porzingis. Um, so yeah, it, it's great. LeBron he had 38 points, so he was very close to getting 50 again. Russell Westbrook had 20 points and 10 rebounds, eight in the, and eight assists. Um, so, but once again, my player of the game was definitely uh, Chris Has Porzingis stepping up without Kyle Kuzma. Uh, X Factor for me, man, Ish and Saddle, man. They Ish provided some huge energy off the bench, um, starting some fast breaks and getting guys open. Tomas and, and Porzingis, they had a really nice pick and roll, pick and pop going. You know, they did play together before um, overseas. And Tomas, man, he did, he did, he had six assists. He did a good job really initiating the offense, getting Porzingis involved. I really love what they did with the pick and roll and the pick and pop. Saddle was just a, a Swiss Army knife defensively. And when we did sign Saddle, I was like, eh, I didn't really like, I thought it was a meh move. It doesn't really move the needle. You know, it kind of takes away minutes from the young guys. I was like, it was kind of an unnecessary signing. And Saddle, you know, he hasn't played great. He didn't play great against the Knicks where I told you he had more fouls than points. So it's kind of been um, a roller coaster with him too. It's kind of been a roller coaster with Ish as well. Ish was two for 10 against the Knicks. But I thought these guys really stepped up and took advantage of their opportunities last night uh, against the Lakers. And they stepped up big. That behind the back pass from Ish. To Daniel Gafford, a couple alley oops to Daniel Gafford. Ish and Daniel Gafford, they have a great chemistry. And Tomas Sadaransky and, and, and um, Porzingis, they have a really great chemistry. So if they got co X factors, I would definitely give it to them. Denny, man, he he, he was a good X factor for me as well. Daniel Gafford, there's just multiple guys. I thought this was a team effort and a team when they really moved the ball. It's very unselfish play. Um, and that's what I want to see from these guys for the last 15 something games. I want to see them play unselfishly and move the ball. And uh, push the pace. So, but if I had to one, go to one guy for the extra, I would go with Tomas. Six for six, 16 points, two for two from the three point line, hit a buzzer beater three as well. I thought Tomas was incredible and played really well for the role that he uh, has for the Washington Wizards. Now, let's get into a preview for the Rockets. They are a team that you can't sleep on. We did lose to them. Kevin Porter Jr. hitting that game winner. They got some good young talent. They got um, they got Jalen as well. So they have some really good talent. I want to pull up their last game. Now, I did pull up some stats. Uh, from a team standpoint, they are not good defensively at all. Right now, they're ranked 30th in points per game allowed, 118 points allowed per game. The Wizards are ranked 18th, so they're not too great either, uh, giving up 111 points per game. Then you look at the Houston Rockets, field goal percentage allowed per game is 48%, and the Wizards are 17th in the NBA, giving up 46%. So this could be a very high-scoring game. You know, This could be another game where it gets to 120. The Wizards are not playing good defense at all. Uh, you look at the last one, two, three, four, five uh five out of the last six games the wizards have given up 120 points or more so i see another high scoring game uh in dc against the houston rockets and uh this one's at it's actually in houston because we did lose the one at home but you you look at houston's last game they got blown out by the grizzlies 122 to 98 uh, they're 17 to 54 so they're definitely going to get a top five pick for sure um, but Christian Wood is a guy to watch out. And, of course, Garrison Matthews, uh, a former wizard who can shoot the lights out. Jalen Green could get buckets as well. And they're an athletic team. Bruno Fernando, who went to Maryland, he's been getting good minutes for the Rockets as well. He's been playing really well. They got Dennis Schroeder as well at the trade deadline, Josh Christopher. They're an athletic team. They're a young, hungry, athletic team that can get out there and line. So for my keys for, to victory, um, I would try to just get the ball to Porzingis. I don't see somebody out there that can really match up with him. Christian Wood is their starting five. 
I think um, this should be a game where Porzingis should be able to dominate once again, um, push the pace. Uh, Rui, get the, get the shots up, be aggressive. I want to see him be aggressive. I want to see Denny get aggressive again. Once again, I want to see the young guys play well. Corey Kispert um, knock down some threes as well. Um, but I would like to push the pace. Let's run. Um, let's get out there and defend, get our hands in the passing lane. Let's try to force some turnovers. Let's try to impose our will. Let's dictate this game. Um, usually we sit back, but I would like to be aggressive and trying to force some turnovers here um, on, on the uh, Houston Rockets. They're an athletic team, so let's finish around the rim. Let's try to use some pump fakes on them because they like to jump. You know, Jalen Jalen uh, Green is very athletic. Kevin Porter Jr. is very athletic, and they're young. So let's try to use some pump fakes um, near the rim. Denny use some pump fakes and then go into their body and finish. What does he Denny try to do that? So those are my keys to victory. Defend the three point line as well. Rebound. Let's impose our will. We haven't been rebounding the ball well either. So let's try to you know push some guys around and bully some guys to rebound the ball. But all right, you guys. Just want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked On Wizards. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, we're almost at 2,000 subscribers. Make sure you guys subscribe to us on YouTube and uh, hit the notification bell. We are doing a mailbag on Tuesday and Wednesday, so still submit your questions down below in the comment section and on Twitter as well. All right, you guys, hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 